Welcome back, everyone, to episode 26 of Show and Tell. This is just my small adventure highlighting the creators and the contributors to the Magic the Gathering community. Uh, today, we are back in the Battle Bridge, uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined with cosplayer, uh, Magic Ambassador, Capcom creator, uh, <laughs> Vault Dweller, Peachy Pop. Peachy, <laughs> thank you uh, so much for joining me this evening. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> what, what, a, what a read-on. <laughs> what a read-on, yeah. Very There's, good. <laughs> let me tell you, when I was like doing some of the research, I was like, oh, Capcom creator. I'm very excited yeah. to talk to you about that because Capcom and I go way back in in terms of I used to play Mega Man a lot, so Capcom. Oh, very, nice. Yeah, so but there's there'll be some stories. I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna bury the lead yeah. right now, but like let me tell you, the Capcom <laughs> stuff we'll, we'll have we'll have plenty to talk about then. So, oh, um, for sure. But yeah, so usually I you know um, I kind of joke. I always like to start <laughs> at the beginning. So uh, when did you uh, what got you into Magic? Like what, when did you start playing Magic? What was the uh, inspiration for that sort of uh, journey? Yeah, so I started my first encounter with Magic was in high school which to date myself a bit was in like 2009, 2010-ish. Wow, um, and like I had bad. like a friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I was in high school in 1992. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, but in like, you know, the 20, I think 2009, 2010-ish, I was in high school and I had like a friend who like I'd hang out with a lot. And he's like, hey, every Friday we meet up and we play Magic. You should come hang out with us. And I was like, yes, I, I would love to. And they all played Magic, but didn't really explain the rules to me <laughs> very oh, okay. well. Yeah. But I didn't really have a deck, and I was like, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, it seems cool, but it's like really overwhelming. You know, I'll, I'll yeah. maybe I'll learn it later. And then uh, when I went to college in 2011-ish, uh, kind of the same thing. Like my roommates at the time, you know, different set of people played Magic, and they're like, Hey, do you want to learn to play Magic? We are gonna, you know we're all going to play commander or we're all going to play modern or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I slapped together some, some really jank budget decks cause <laughs> I did not have a lot of money in college. Uh, Relatable. but I slapped together like a, a, a really like, like 30 to $50, just like bulk commons, uh, like a uh, modern deck. Okay. And I took it to F and M and I figured it out from there. Um, so yeah, I started playing, uh, by playing just modern basically. I didn't play standard, pretty much ever yeah i went straight to modern and then i was in i played modern from 2011 all the way up until around 2020 2021 ish so about 10 oh, years wow. that's a long in one format yeah that's you know that's i mean that's kind of the point of modern right hope the keeping yeah. kind of decks uh but when they said eternal they meant it <laughs> yes yes they did yes they did um okay do you remember did you have a particular so modern like what kind of mod do you remember like how, what what kind of decks do you like to play them, or did you like to play in modern? Oh yeah, I I had one pet deck. Uh, so my my first deck in modern it was a mono green mana ramp deck, okay. and it was make big hydras, is make big mana, that kind of thing. Very simple and straightforward, and I liked that deck a lot. Until at FNM like modern FNM one day I encountered uh, Infect, and I was like, oh, oh no, <laughs> oh boy, it's gonna be a whole thing. Uh, and I built. Uh, like Simic Infect in Modern, uh, really shortly after, like a so, like a couple years into me playing Modern, I built that deck, and I played that deck relentlessly for years. Uh, like it was my baby. I have like like a bunch of the cards are signed. I have a gold Infect token. I have, uh, <laughs> I have this tattoo oh, from right, that yeah. time. You are you uh, are an Infect that, player, yes, through and through. And then my <laughs> Nexus, yeah, I am yeah. forever. Uh, it was I love 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 that deck so much. And 
it was only good for probably two or three of those years that I played Modern. And then after that, it was not a good deck in the yeah. meta, but I still played it. But yeah, those were those were kind of my two. It was like Mono Green, like big stompies, and then, in fact, mostly yeah. the Simic version. But okay. yeah, I, I played those two for, for quite a long time. Very cool. Did you get into like pretty competitive playing, or was it just Modern was the format you played? Uh, I got, in my later years of it, I got a little bit more competitive. I didn't really want to like build build and buy out like the top tier decks. Yeah. It was like I wanted to find decks that I loved a lot, and then I would go and like I played Simic Infect in uh, several modern GPs during years in which it was definitely not a viable option, but it was super fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I played I think it was 2015 modern GP. I think it was Detroit uh, and a couple other ones around that time. I played in a couple of 5Ks with it. Oh, wow. haven't done incredibly well with it, but, you know, it's still really good. Like, even if you're not, like, gunning for the top spot, it's still really good to have that experience of, like, playing a competitive setting at, like, Comp REL. Yeah. You know, just for the just for the practice, uh, even if you're not, like, you know, oh, totally going to win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. I, you know, I've, I've kind of joked on this. I've never played anything. I played <laughs> one Friday Night Magic. It was I'm gonna date myself now when original <laughs> the first Ravnica block came out. Um, mm. I got I was like texting my friend who had played per, you know some competitive stuff like how do I how do I draft what's drafting yeah. and he's like um, drafting is, is scary to yeah. start with <laughs> and he keeps going uh, he he just keeps bread bread is bread was the thing at the time talking mm. about bread all the time on this thing because it's the one thing I know about drafting that's not even really useful anymore but kind of useful. Mm. And I cannot even I can never even get through it. Bombs, removal, evasion, uh what was A? Oh man, I can't remember what it is either. A was I know the acronym you're thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think D was uh I don't know. It's not draw, is it? It's been many years since I've since I've seen that, yeah. I don't even know. It tells you how how into draft. I am bad at drafting. I mean, I'm bad at magic in general, but drafting in particular, not great. Aren't aren't we all? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I just remember it was, and I think it's almost in retrospect, it was kind of one of those like uh, controversial things because uh, it was what do they call it? Where after everyone finished, all the rares got taken back, and you you picked the. Uh, basically, whatever you opened, you didn't get to keep the rare. You had to like re-put it. Uh, oh. What do they call that? Uh, re. Like anti. What's that? Almost. <laughs> I was saying not like not like anti. No, there there. It's like oh, a thing that some back. stores do, where like at the end of the night, all the rares get turned in, and you draft the rares. Like the first oh. whoever whoever goes first, like drafts the rare. And just remember, like everyone, like the first rare off the board was like the. Um, the blue black shock land was like that was the highest part right so oh, yeah. i think typically when like and you draft like you just you keep your cards like those are yours uh um, yeah 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 i've never done a draft like that before you just, everyone i've ever done has been the uh you know you draft it and that's your deck and then you go home with it <laughs> yeah i think that's typically how like most people prefer i think the, it, i think that type of like uh rare drafting is after the fact is, is considered controversial now which oh, it's understandable because okay, yeah. like you know you could i my pack i could pull like a 50 dollar rare but then, mm-hmm. like, I don't get to keep it. It's I have to, if I don't, whatever. But um, oh, yeah, I had a in twenty. I want to say it was about twenty fifteen ish. My LGS had a like a chaos a chaos brown bag draft. Oh. So it was a pot of eight, and uh, every everybody had like three randomized packs 
and a bunch of people had like conspiracy packs and people had like on you know uh unglued packs and, and that kind of thing yeah but two people per pod got a modern masters pack in their bag oh and i was one such a lucky person and i opened that pack and it was a tarmogoyf Oh. And I like slammed the pack down, and I I just went immediately out to the front. And I was like, I need to buy a set of sleeves right now. <laughs> that card was still like $150, $200. And yeah. at the time, I was, you know, again, still in college, not a lot of money for magic. And I yeah. was like, this is the most expensive card I've ever held in my hands. Yeah, <laughs> ah! yeah I would have I would have freaked out if I had to give it back at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, that's funny because literally before we started this, I was on Twitter and. Um, I saw, I think it was uh, Rist, uh, Ristic Studies had retweeted, like, I've been thinking about this for nine days, and it was a picture of the... Um, oh, is, it, is it the token thing? It's the token thing, where the, the token from Reflection of Kiki-Jiki is more yes. expensive than Atari. It's like, $7. wow, what a... Yeah, it's like, what a, how the money have fallen in yeah. terms of, like, uh, magic finance, right? Uh, it's like $3 now, and I'm like, oh, you yeah. used to be the champion of modern. What happened to you, my boy? <laughs> Yeah, oh. I, I wonder if they just like made an, like a, a new version where they slap some like sort of evasion or something on it. If it would, cut, you know what I mean, yeah. like a new like slap could, a paragraph of of very unique text on it, and there yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of modern modern card design. Let's, Ward three and oh. this triggers once a turn and this and that card card cards. Yeah, and at so the beginning detailed. of your upkeep, reveal the top card of your library and then flip a coin. And if you win the coin flip, then you add a mana or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> they are getting yeah very complex uh but again like every time i think about that i also think like they can only print like two two bears for so long so yeah, yeah. i get it they gotta keep new things rolling but yeah. it is funny to look back at cards that were like crazy wild a few years ago and they're like you know five like they're like two lines of text yeah and they're so straightforward i remember my buddy in, so i started i played in junior high and then I stopped. And I played in uh, high school, and then I stopped. And I played at college. And my buddy had, an, I think it was, I think it was just called Elf, Elvish Warrior, Elf Warrior. It was a two mm. three. No, it was just a two three, but it cost two green. And I was, my mind was blown. I was like, it's a two three for two? Like, whoa, no. those like, that's so inexpensive, and those are such, you know, because yeah. I, you know, and like now it's like, oh wow, that's you know, un, un, you know, what, what level, like how, yeah. how. Could you, could you design a vanilla creature that'd be worth someone's time? Like, I go, have to be like a 5-5 five, five for two or something. And even that, yeah. you know, no, it's just crazy. Like a 0-17 like, or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> um, okay, so you started with my. It's always interesting, too, I when, like, people, how people kind of get into Because, like, I find it interesting that you started with, with a format, like modern, like the format. <laughs> I think, like, when I played, it was literally just, jams cards together and like whatever you had kitchen yeah. like kitchen table so it's funny that um like it's cool seeing like oh no you were like oh no this was an actual format there was like yeah you know, there were building restrictions and kind of themes yeah. you know versus just slamming together like whatever you had um, i mean that's kind of how i ended up playing modern is i basically was just like you know what what is a format where i can build one deck and then, like, out of pretty much anything, and it will be a deck that's okay to play. And Modern was kind of the only thing. So I was like, I don't want to build standards. It'll rotate. Yeah. And at the time, I was like, I can't afford to keep buying new decks. I need yeah. to get, you know, I'll splurge on one deck, and that'll be my deck for a while. Um, so, yeah, my, my first couple of decks were pretty much just that, of just, like, my friends and roommates' commons pile 
that they were like, oh, you're, you're building a green deck. You should put this guy in there. I'm like, sure. Bam. He's in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and then it kind of got more refined over time. But uh, that and then my first commander deck was pretty much the same thing of just, uh, you know, stuff crammed together that was all the same colors. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so let's so uh, modern now. Um, so have you switched mostly to playing mostly commander? Do you still play modern or are you mostly a commander? I, I know a lot of people like commander is kind of the easy kind of go-to when you're trying to catch a game is that is that pretty true for you oh, you'd yeah. say yeah uh absolutely like it's it's way easier to just pick up a game of commander like uh you know i'll go hang out at the lgs when i have like you know a day off of you know doing anything and there's always a couple of people be like playing commander you got decks you know do you want to do a quick game or something yeah um whereas for modern it's much more you know it's a much more competitive format now so yeah. it's you know Usually you can only get those at like F and M. So I mostly play Commander now, but I have been having the itch to return to modern. Oh. Uh, it's it's been many years, and the meta is entirely different now. Yeah. But I I do miss having kind of a a more like a tightly played kind of competitive format, whereas yeah. Commander is much more open and you know it's very fun, but there's a there's a type of fun in like the very fast, very punchy, you know everyone wins on turn three kind of formats like modern and, you know, some of the other uh, older formats that, you know, you don't get quite the same thing from commander. So I've been considering going back. Yeah. I haven't committed to building a deck for it yet, but I'm, 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 I'm considering. (laughs) Probably, you should probably wait. We're getting uh, modern horizons three this year, aren't we? Isn't that, that's probably, you know, if if you're really looking to kind of probably see how that goes before you really commit to anything. Cause those, oh yeah, those those sets. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> shake up the formats a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure everything in modern, uh, like modern masters or modern is it modern masters or modern horizons. Modern horizons. Modern horizons. There we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure all the, that stuff's going to change the format insanely because like the all the other stuff from modern horizons has been like the like whatever the meta card ha- you know comes from those sets. So I uh, I kind of had that thought too, where I was like, I should not buy a deck right now. <laughs> I yeah. should wait until things settle down. So. Yeah, it's um, and it's. I mean, I can understand like the 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 pull to play like a format like modern. Like I'm mostly mm-hmm. a commander player, um, pretty much mostly I play like popper and other stuff. But uh, yeah. you know, sometimes and you know, this is this is going to sound probably a little meaner than it's mean to be, but like sometimes like <laughs> you want to try to win the game. You know, like yeah, <laughs> commander. It's almost it's almost taboo if you kind of go in and you're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna win this. If you know, outside of like CEDH. Um, you know, there's yeah. that whole that whole divide and, and whatnot, but yeah, like, that's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it gets a little murky and like intentions. And I understand Commander's a casual format, but there's it's like a weird, the weird, uh, ambiguous yeah. kind of a way to play sometimes. But you know, I think for the most part, as long as everyone's being cool and having fun, like that's all you all you really can look for in a Commander oh, yeah. game. Um, I feel like there's like there's like kind of casual like lower power Commander where it's like. Precons, maybe a little bit of upgraded precons. You know, people are there for for vibes and to have a, a fun casual time. Yeah. And I feel like there's like kind of another sliding chunk of commander players where I kind of land where it's like my decks have really powerful pieces in them. I'm not trying to go infinite on turn two, yeah. but I am going I am going to have a cyclonic rift in there. You know, yeah. <laughs> I have to have some things like that, or you know, I uh, and I think it's probably because of my background in you know playing modern for so long. 
it was really a weird adjustment for me where I'd be like, okay, cool, I'm going to play this card. And people were like, no, don't play that card. It's, that's me. And don't do, no, you shouldn't do that. And I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's so not a thing in any other format. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I feel like I don't want to make blank, blanket statements about commander players, but it's like, I feel like commander players like when they get to play powerful cards, but they don't like powerful cards yeah. played against them. And I think, I think that's, that is probably accurate. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's that's like a weird thing that I don't know if it could ever be worked out, but because I make de- I just I I can't make powerful debt like making like so you know a lot of times you'll get a commander like um like the shrine commander right that shrine commander kind of yeah, has like, one right. one straightforward kind of way you build it and mm. it's probably if you build it you know with a bunch of shrines or whatever probably really powerful. But it's it's so linear. I'm like, God, that's you know, that's weird. Like, I can't. I need something a little weirder, or a little more difficult. Uh, I'll offset those type types of decks with powerful cards, right? Because if you're doing weird strategies, but like you have some powerful cards to help you out. But um, I just I feel like I've sat down at tables that people are like, oh, you know, it's very casual, and then like I'm it's like Rhystic Study and like Force of yeah. Will, and so all this <laughs> stuff. Like, oh, I I'm like, oh, this is this is not what I was expecting, which is fine. But it's just funny, mm-hmm. like the the that interplay between like casual yeah. but like out. But you know, it's it's like a like quite a quite a wide sliding scale, I think. Because I've had the same thing where I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys are playing casual commander. Oh, I'll play my silly goofy little deck I yeah. have, and they're like, cool. Tur- the, I'm gonna play a Gaia's Cradle. I'm gonna play this dual land. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. getting serious over here. <laughs> yeah. And then you play a strip mine. And it's like, oh, with land destruction, like, oh, leave my Gaia's Cradle. Oh, yeah. like, that's not, yeah. I'm going to play right. a Mana Crypt and a Mana Vault. <laughs> and I'm like, I will play a Forest and pass. Yes. I will I yeah. will probably be dust soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, too funny. Um, so outside of Magic, um, I would venture to say many people might know you more as a cosplayer. Uh, hmm. I uh, We were kind of talking before, but... Um, you do a lot of magic cosplays and non-magic cosplays. Uh, I was raving about you have some of the most <laughs> impressive armor builds I've ever seen in regards to cosplays. Um, but uh, being that this is kind of a magic, kind of a magic <coughs> podcast, uh, you know, I have, you've done, um, I think your first magic cosplay was Anissa. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was in, God, I want to say like, 2015 perhaps yeah right around there yeah um that's like all that like my gp i did the cosplay you can tell exactly when like you know it turned on in my brain where i was like oh this is gonna be like a thing this is gonna be (laughs) amazing this isn't just a hobby i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna go a little insane about this right around 2015 is uh was it for me (laughs) so if if so what i'm gonna uh this is usually well it's a youtube show but i do an audio version but if you're listening uh the 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 YouTube version, I'm going to pop up a bunch of pictures because I want to put these on the screen, but I have a, mm-hmm. I have a, a Nissa, we have a Nira Wild Mage, uh, Massacre Girl, uh, Ashnod, Flesh Machinist, uh, Paradise Mantle, Elish Norn, or just uh, to name a few of the, yeah. some of the cosplays <laughs> you've done. And that's just the magic world. Uh, this is not even yeah. related to the anime uh, based cosplays you've done. So, um, so much to talk about. So, let's oh, just yeah. talk about cosplay in general. When did you start like what what got you like what inspired you to start cosplaying i guess let's start there yeah so i've been uh i was into anime since like basically since i was a kid and then like all the way up through like middle school is when i got really into anime 
I was absolutely... My, my crowd in middle school and high school were definitely the people who were wearing cat ears to school and Naruto headbands. That was my crew. <laughs> like, oh, that's gosh. the kind of person I was then. Uh, and kind of still am on the inside. So I was always, like, really insane about anime and all this. Yeah. So, like, you know, back in the day, it was always, like, I'd see, like, videos on YouTube of people going to cons and cosplaying, and yeah. me and my friends would be like, oh, one day we'll go to a con, and we'll have, we'll dress up, and it'll be so cool. <laughs> and then, like, we never, like, made it happen until, like, uh, 2011 was the first con I went to. Uh, oh, wow. Yomacon in Michigan. Uh, I had a friend who lived, near, like, two blocks from the con center, and he was like, hey, you should drive down, crash at my place, and then we can just go to the con, and it'll be great. Yeah. And I was like, Absolutely. So I threw together, uh, possibly, I'll have to send you a picture of this, possibly, uh, like, the worst cosplay of Igus from Persona 3. Okay. I, I didn't have a wig, so my natural hair was blonde, so I didn't have a wig, and I just, like, parted my hair in a way that was, like, kind of close. Yeah. And Igus has, like, a headband thing and, like, a, like, headphone thing. I didn't have that, or I had a headband made out of paper. Okay. Um, I was so mad, but I, like, didn't have any money, but I went, and it was, like, just such a fun time, and, like, I remember there was a, a guy who saw my, my shitty little Igus cosplay, and uh, Persona 3 is kind of a, even in anime stuff, is kind of a niche. When the game came out, it was much more niche. It's gotten more popular now, because yeah, Persona yeah. 5 is, yeah. But, um, I remember I saw, like, a, a guy saw my shitty little cosplay, and I just hear from, like, down a hallway, oh, my God, is that Igus? Ah! And he, like, runs up to me. He's like, oh, my God, I love Persona 3. I've never met anyone else who's played this game. Oh, my God. And I was like, this is awesome. I'm going to do this forever. <laughs> <laughs> that was the moment. And, that's a uh, core memory yeah. unlocked right there. It's oh, like, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, crystallized. And, mm -hmm. and then I had a lot of experiences kind of like that. Of like, uh, I've always been into more kind of more on the niche side animes okay. and uh you know jrpgs and and that sort of thing and just games in general um so it's always really fun to like go to those cons in cosplays from stuff that a lot of people don't recognize because then people who did recognize it were like whoa i can't believe that yeah. i can't believe anyone's ever seen this and it was you know really uh a very special moment of connection so from uh 2011 onward i just started going to cons in michigan where i lived at the time uh, and I started making, I made a cosplay of Link from, you know, Zelda, because it was easy. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I did a, a couple more after that, and then I started working more into, like, armor and, and big props, uh, probably about a year or two after that. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> gosh, so much to unpack there. Um, Link's I cool. <laughs> I love Link. That's, I definitely want to see that one, too. Um. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, few, just, uh, due diligence. So what, back in the day when you were, hanging out with the people with the cat ears and the Naruto heads. Like what, <laughs> what, what, what sort of, cause I, I'm older. Um, so for me, like my animes were, uh, obviously Dragon Ball Z was like, that was oh, yes. waking up at 6am, um, to watch it on the, uh, random, like whatever channel five Ronin warriors was my, you know, yes. that was like what I think Ronin warriors was actually the, I didn't even realize. Well, technically it's funny actually, because there's photo, this is going to be real, 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 yeah, <laughs> real weird tangent, but there's photos of when I was probably like three or two or three laying on mm -hmm. like, just like my dad's chest and he's watching Robotech. So like oh Robotech is like what? Because they used to like I have a Robotech DVD in my room. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was like Robotech's awesome. And I think it used to be one of those things. They played it at like 
I think prime. I don't know. I think it was like a prime time kind of show because it was kind of you know it's like a drama, but it's like a military. Yeah. But like, Robotech was the first show I can remember like kind of watching. Like this is really you know planes that turn into giant robots, and then you know yeah. Then um, then I can remember waking up on like Saturday mornings to watch. Ronin Warriors at like again like at six it was like after Barney or something and like Ronin Warriors oh, would yeah. come on <laughs> and like the armor stuff and then obviously um, Dragon Ball Z kind of came around and you know to, for I think for a lot of things Toonami you know showed up and Adult Swim and oh yeah I know like I watched a bunch of Sailor Moon I thought Sailor Moon was super cool it's like oh, oh you know Sailor Moon I watched that when I was a kid too cause yeah. I I had very when I was younger I had very very long blonde hair like that like past my waist very long. Oh wow! Uh, so I was like Sailor Moon. She has long blonde hair and she's great and she's me and and I love her. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, I was like obsessed with Sailor Moon when I was a kid. <laughs> well, she I mean I think for a lot she's kind of like a relatable hero in a lot of ways because she's not oh, yeah. you know she's not she's goofy but she gets the yeah. job done you know and with her friends and. Uh, you know, I always thought, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite memes is Tuxedo Mask, where he, like, shows up and says something, and he's like, you didn't do anything. And he's like, farewell. Yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> job know. is done. But you didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so, like, for, it's funny. So, like, when people talk about anime, like, like, these days, I don't even, there's, like, people start talking about enemies they're watching, and I'm just like, what? what is this? Like, I, oh yeah there's dragon ball super now like oh yeah here we go i got i got goku back in my yeah. lifetime <laughs> but like people drop things but i did watch a lot of naruto uh when, oh yeah that was my city was naruto that's what was yeah. coming out when i was in like middle school to high school yeah like naruto was airing weekly and it was insane <laughs> yeah god do you remember watching I, things weekly I, that's that's a trip <laughs> i know <laughs> on uh, on toonami on saturday night every week yeah Naruto was was the the big hotness, and then you know, previous to that, I'd always watch like Inuyasha, yeah, uh, and like Rurouni Kenshin, and stuff like Ghost in the Shell, and, and that oh sort of thing God, on on so late nights, yeah, uh, on like Adult Swim and stuff, yeah, um, yeah. I, I feel like I stayed pretty decently caught up with anime up until like like 2017 ish is kind of when I fell off, and now I kind of like pick and choose where like yeah. something new will come out, and if it really sells me on it, I'll you know get into it but like i started doing more cosplays and they're getting only further away from the present yeah like for a while i was like i'm cosplaying stuff from 2015 and then i recently did one from uh dirty pair which is from the 70s 80s oh wow it was one of like the first anime so i'm only going i'm only getting more relevant yeah. as time goes forward <laughs> more and fun. more niche yeah yeah. I need to just I need to throw out Gundam Wing because that was my OG Gundam. I oh, love yes. Gundam Wing, and I think that was like the I think it was like the first Gundam, like maybe English. Duh. I, I just I, I feel like it was the first the first thing on Toonami at least. So like I really yeah. like Gundam Wing, and they kind of just. But yeah, to your point, you know, once I think once Dragon Ball Z kind of broke through, and they like I'll never forget that commercial where they're like, hey new Dragon Ball Z is coming and everyone's just like because yeah. you know there was oh it gets <laughs> everyone remembers that one episode Goku was Super Saiyan and then it just then it restarts that was the and you yeah. know everyone's like and we you know if, if you were into it you'd seen you know you you know you knew what all that was but you wanted the um, you wanted the new episodes and then it came and then it just you know they just started I feel like they just grabbed whatever animes they could on Adult Swim mm. and just started throwing everything out there and it just kind of oh, now yeah. it's yeah now it's it's weird because all that kind of stuff now is all mainstream, right? All that kind of like uh, anime. So strange. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I was a big Star I Wars. I remember kid. having to like 
tell people like yeah. no it's anime it's the thing it's from japan and this and this is this way because of this and like now it's just so normal like yeah again back in my day if you watch anime you were like oh weird oh you're one of those weird anime kids man <laughs> like now it's like you can go to the mall and, like five different stores have anime merch it's yeah you know i'm glad for the current generation to have it but like back in my day we were like printing off deviant art <laughs> pictures and putting them in the front of our binders because just there just wasn't a, uh, as much anime stuff in america at the time no um, yeah you have to go yeah. to like those like the uh like the special markets and get like the stickers and like or like collectible shows that maybe had stuff but yeah it was kids have it so easy these days yeah like, they, I don't, know. they don't realize the the pains that we went through to bring them, <laughs> all this, to bring them where they're at uh so um Okay, I want to talk about your armor builds because, um, and you'll have to send me some of your favorites, but just for me to put up, because, like, again, we, so for a little background for people listening, is I um, got to meet you at this past MagicCon in uh, Vegas in 2023, and you were doing a Magic cosplay, but I got your card. And then I started looking at your, um, your social, or whatever, and, like, these armor builds you have done are just, they're mind blowing. Like, as someone who, <laughs> is not good with his hands in terms of like creating crafting things. I'm just like, I don't, how is this even possible? Like, I don't, <laughs> you know? So if you, and I always, you know, I, I always have like the utmost respect for cosplayers because the, I don't think people realize a lot of times the time and effort that go into like not only making a cosplay, like it's one thing you're sewing and um, working with fabrics, but then like armor builds and like Eva foam and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. Like it's like a whole other, whole other level. So, Oh, yeah. I just can you talk about when did you really start getting into like the armor build kind of stuff and what is that kind of process like when you like make make an armor if you will as an armor yeah. you know as a as a smithing smithing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me see. I, I'm trying to think of what my first armor armor was. Um probably one of my first like full armor cuz I've I'd made like pieces and like yeah. oh this character has this little you know one piece at a time, but the the first like full full armor set I made was the Odegaron armor from Monster Hunter World. Okay. Uh, and that's when Monster Hunter World came out, and I think it was around. I want to say that was around like 2018, and I'd done like right? other big cosplays, but not like a full armor set until then. Yeah. And uh, that was made out of Warbla, which is a nightmare to work with. <laughs> what? But, what did uh, say Warbla? Yeah. So what is uh, that? W O R B L A. It's word. this really weird. It's a thermoplastic material. It comes in big sheets. Okay. And you can heat it with a heat gun and like shape it and mold oh, okay. it into whatever so you, you want. Okay, that's cool. But that sounds like yeah. a pain. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. I don't love doing warble. I usually use foam now, but that process to make that was uh, at, at the time the game had just come out. Like yeah. I, I'd been crazy about Monster Hunter since like uh, early high school. I played. Monster Hunter on the PSP, and I'd played, like, every Monster Hunter. I loved Monster Hunter. I was always like, oh, I'm going to make a Monster Hunter cosplay someday. And when World came out, I loved that armor set, and I loved the monster that it went with so much. Yeah. I was like, all right, this is going to be the one. I'm going to, we're going to do it. And it was literally just, like, looking at screenshots, because there's no guide, because, yeah. you know, there, there's no pattern for something like this. You yeah, just no. have to, like, squint at a, at a screenshot and just be like, that looks like it's a, you know, the, this piece is like a, it's like a W and it's like, the, it goes like this yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah, there you go and cut it out. <laughs> uh, so I, I really had to wing it and I made, uh, for my, for my Odegaron cosplay, I made that 
uh, in two and a half weeks, uh, just kind of wow. making it after uh, work and all that stuff uh, on my kitchen table. So, you know, I didn't really have, like, many materials there. They're yeah. just, like, me, Warbla, a heat gun, and, like, a like a utility knife and a dream and a on dream. my floor in my apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that one uh, went pretty well, and I still have it. You know, it's I have it, like, displayed above my mantelpiece. And sometimes I even look at it, and I'm like, how did I make that? I don't think I could do it again. <laughs> um but uh, so I did that one, and then my Fallout stuff was kind of the same thing, right? I love, love, love Fallout. Yeah, I'm so excited for the upcoming yes. stuff. Yes, we'll, we'll definitely we're gonna to we're gonna get the Fallout. Don't <laughs> worry, I, got, I have a lot of questions yeah. about you. Uh, a lot of questions about Fallout too, so I'm very excited. Yeah, so that was a uh, kind of another uh, armor build type thing I did because I was like, you know, I love Fallout. I wanted to make a thing for it, and you know, uh, kind of went that way with it. But yeah, it's. Uh, a lot of it is just winging it. <laughs> you yeah. just kind of look at something, you go, that looks like that's kind of like this shape. I don't know. Well, it needs to attach to my arm somehow. Uh, glue a strap, I guess. <laughs> Put it, uh, yeah, there we go. And you just kind of trial and error it until it works. Um, it's more of a brain exercise than anything. Like, yeah. it's very challenging some, sometimes to look at something that's, like, in a game and be like, what is that? What What is this object? <laughs> yeah. How do I make this into a real thing? that works with real people physics and yeah. isn't just floating and that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I learned a lot doing the Monster Hunter armor and uh, kind of applied a lot of that with more armor stuff that I've done since then. I feel like starting... So I, I never played Monster Hunter, but I had friends... I would say you would have got along with my friends because we used to hang out back in our early to mid-20s. Like, we get off work and we'd all hang out at one guy's house and they'd be all on their PSPs playing Monster Hunter and I'd be like... I think I was playing Jedi Knight 2 on a computer. That's what was, that was my big thing. <laughs> but they'd just be like, you know, fighting giant bot, you know, and I would watch and like looking at the armors in those games, like they looked, they were really cool. Uh, oh, yeah. So I feel like starting starting there is a pretty <laughs> like, you know, talk about in just, we're going for it, like full bore, oh, like yeah. all gas, Trial no breaks. Trial fire. Yeah, just. like you can, you can know the Monster Hunter armors, you're going to be set for everything else, uh, everything else oh, you yeah. can do. So, um yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, that's super cool. I just, again, I, I'm constantly blown away, and as I look at these things, because they're like, and some of them are large and like involved, mm-hmm. and like, how is it hard moving around a lot of them, or it just depend. I guess it probably depends on the particular build. Or like, do they tend to be heavy? They're usually not too heavy. Um, the my Odegaron armor is made out of Warbla. It's, uh, not incredibly heavy, but it is pointy. <laughs> so pointy, I have to be a little okay. bit careful because yeah. there are some kind of like because once it solidifies it's kind of sharp um so there are some kind of considerations you have to make when moving around in it where you're like oh i can't like reach a certain way or i will break this or i will you know you know crash my armor together uh i did uh satsuki from uh kill a kill which is like my one of my really really big cosplays the one with the big white big pyramid pauldrons that's i think Uh, yeah and that one i i love that one to death that's my issues my favorite character from my favorite show but that one, the piece sits on top of my shoulders, and because of that, I can't raise my arm, and, and it like comes down to like here. Yeah. So I can't really raise my arms past like my elbows, <laughs> <laughs> and it so and uh, it's so tall and so wide. To go through doors, I have to like turn sideways and like kind of squat <laughs> and Shuffle like shimmy through it. <laughs> yeah. So they don't tend to be too heavy. Uh, they do tend to be warm, though. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of layers on layers and layers. So. Um, 
that is that is a consideration for it. But I try to make my stuff very light. Yeah. Uh, because I don't want to carry around heavy armor too much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of my stuff is also made out of EVA foam, which is super super light. Like it's you know weighs barely anything. Is there so, as someone who has obviously no uh, knowledge, but is it one of those things like the foam is easier to work with, but maybe like not as I don't want to say high quality as your warbler. Is that kind of like because the warbler is like harder to work with because you're basically melting and reshaping plastic? Is the foam like you can work it out, but like maybe it's not as durable? Is it kind of that one of those kind of trade off things, or is the foam pretty? Would you say the the, the foam's pretty durable, or how does that kind of? I would say that like they're kind of a you know two sides of the same coin. So warbler is really good if you want something to be like really hard, like you know you can knock on it. It's really you know a piece that will not move. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of good in some scenarios where, like, if you want to make something that's not, you know, going to be, like, on your, your elbows and your knees and all that stuff. Uh, but for EVA foam, it's a little bit easier to work with because it's like a, you know, you know, like those, like, anti-fatigue mats that you can stand on, like the yeah. foam squishy ones? That's EVA foam. Okay. Same kind of material. Got it. Uh, and it's way more forgiving. So, like, when you, uh, you basically just rubber cement stuff together and that's how oh, okay. it's held together. Yeah. Um, you know, so you cut your pieces and you stick them together and it's really, really easy and it's pretty cheap. Uh, Warbla is pretty expensive, but it produces like a really nice polished looking yeah. thing at the end. So I'd say I would still pick EVA foam almost all of the time when I can. Yeah. Um, but it does require more work. Like you have to know how to, uh, you know, glue it together and cut them out, and then you have to sand it, and then you have to prime it, and then you have to paint it, and all that crap. Uh, <laughs> whereas for Warbla, it's just kind of like you just spray paint it, and then it's done, kind of. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so it's a little bit more work, but I think it's a lot better because it's also more flexible because yeah. it stays EVA foam stays bendy, uh, so you don't have to worry too much about stabbing yourself on your armor all the time. It's important. Uh, typically, yes. you <laughs> don't want armor to stab you. If anything, you want it to stab your enemies. Um, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's super cool. Um, very, like, again, I, someone who just looks at this stuff, I'm like, man, I don't even know the process that goes involved, but that's cool. Like, oh, I, yeah. I didn't even realize it kind of different. Like, I'd heard of EVA foam, but I, the Warble was, yeah, that's news to me. So, super, super yeah. cool. Yeah. I feel like not as many people use Warble anymore because it's kind of the same thing where, like, once you know how to work with EVA foam, it's easier and cheaper. Yeah. Warble is nice, but it's pricey and kind yeah. of annoying. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously, you know, very cool armor builds uh, from some of your anime stuff, uh, but also, you know, a lot of a lot of magic characters as well. Um, yeah. So I know some. So I, I know I, I'm pretty sure near a wild mage is one of your favorite cards, right? Is that is that oh, yeah. fair to say? Um, yes, I, I love her dearly. <laughs> so what? But let's start with your first cosplay, uh, Nissa. I think it was was it probably it was it Nissa who 2015. Gosh, I can't remember. I think I what remember. I did, I think I did like Nissa Ravane or just. I had to kind of combine a couple aspects of her different outfits because she has she's slightly different in all of the arts. Yeah, I think it was close to Nissa Rav or Nissa Ravane is the one with like the, the the crop top situation. I can't remember exactly which one it is now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but I it's mean, one it's of them. So many so, so many versions of these these cards now. It's like what is uh, yeah. yeah. Um. So what was about uh, Nissa that, that that was like oh that's the that's the first magic like what 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 was about her that you're like oh that's the one i want to i want to start with like what was uh, any particular uh reason um i'd always been I've, i'd always really identified as a green player i was like i'm a green player <laughs> i like mana and i like big creatures and that's my thing like that's my thing at magic and i i really like it uh and like you know my first deck that i'd played before i got into playing infect more which 
Infect was still almost entirely green also. Yeah. Uh, was I played, you know, mono green mana ramp for so long. I was just, like, all about green. I was like, I'm a green player. I like green decks. I won't play any other color than green. So Nissa was just kind of the obvious choice there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's that, or I don't think I'd make a very good Garrick, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know. That's... I don't know after seeing um, the, the big axe is pretty tempting. It's pretty. It's pretty nice. <laughs> that you know what that it feels like that that kind of would go along with your brand. Like I can I can imagine right? you with a big with a big axe. So, um, <laughs> I mean, you could do a Nissa with a big axe. There's that's a thing. Yeah. You you just do cost cross. Just be like I borrowed it from Garrick. Yeah. It's yeah, fine. It's, it's <laughs> I, just, I was like, hey, can I can I borrow this for a second? I gotta go do a thing. <laughs> sure, no, no problem. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, but yeah, some of these cosplays. I know um, I've seen your mask. Your mask. Sorry. <laughs> your mask. Oh wow! Can I even say the word massacre? There we go. We got that. There we go. Massacre girl that. has been kind of popping up a lot more in my feed again. Uh, probably, uh, I'm assuming we're seeing uh, a, a return to return to return to return to Ravnica with yes. the uh, murder at. I'm gonna get this wrong. Murder at Karlov Mansion Manor. Uh, Karlov Manor. Karlov, yes. I kept Karlov on saying murders at Markov Manor, and that's yeah. not right either. <laughs> yeah, it was whatever the the latest mur murder set. Um, yeah. So obviously another another fantastic cosplay there, but um, the one I really kind of want to talk about. There's two. Um, one. One because I took photos of you, or a photo, <laughs> two photos of you. Uh, your Paradise Manor. Um, yeah. Which was which seemed like a very like comfy easy cosplay to do I, I don't know if it was easy but compared to some other stuff i've seen like this looks like a very fun cosplay to wear because you're just you know it looks like a very nice cozy um cozy sort of uh, thing and i actually have a photo i've put it up here a few times with some other people but of uh i think we kind of they got labeled as the the uh what are we called the secret lair royals uh, it was like from magicon yeah, yeah. it was um I'm gonna see if I can remember. It was you as the Paradise Mantle. It was uh, actually I have uh, a picture from that here. I have a little oh, pin board where I keep all my scraps of things. And it's, oh yeah, that's uh, the picture. Yeah, I took yeah. that. That's, that's <laughs> there even, we go. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, there's. There uh, she is. That's so cool. So that was a fun yeah. little group kind of photo there. <laughs> and actually, I had it's. I took one over. I had this. Okay, here's a funny story. Well, it's not funny. It makes me just look really silly. But I'm gonna say it anyways. I I took <laughs> a photo of you um, in the mantle and with like a like a green gelled flash. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah, I do. I had this whole plan for <laughs> that convention where, because they had just put out, um, I don't remember what exactly set it was, but they were doing the uh, portrait versions of cards. Yeah, it was like Commander Masters. Commander Masters, right. Yeah. And it was like the solid color backgrounds. And in my head, I'm like, well, that's kind of interesting. And I was like, well, maybe I can flip it where I blast a color on a cosplayer um, with a single color and just do a, a, a dark background. And I literally spent in my room like hours fussing with settings mm -hmm. and like, how do I get this to whatever? Because using a flash <laughs> to kill the just to kill the background with just a handheld flash, it's very difficult. And I had this whole plan; I was ready to go. And I did your photo, like, oh yeah, this looks I, looks pretty cool. Like, I'll pop it up right here. Yeah. And I was pretty I was I was pretty happy with it came out. And then every other time I tried it with someone, it did not look good. So like, I immediately <laughs> had a whole plan I had. I just scrapped. And I had all mm. this stuff on me, and I'm like, well, I don't need any of this stuff anymore. And I just went <laughs> doing kind of some, some normal stuff. But, um, you know, best laid plans it's, oh, yeah. is what it is. But it, it happens to the best of us. I've yeah. done the same thing where I've had, like, a concept for, like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have this cosplay on, and I'm going to have, like, I'm going to have all these lights set up, and I'm going to do, like, a like this kind of a pseudo, like, you know, I'll have a whole thing staged up for a shoot. 
and then I take a couple photos of it. I'm like, oh, this doesn't look like it did in my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the worst. Yeah, it's the 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 life of an artist. Like we struggle, and it's yeah. just trying to make it a reality. So, um, but yeah, that was you know super uh, cool concept too. Like it's funny. Like you see you see these cards or these symptoms. Like oh, I never would have thought about someone cosplaying as that, but it was such a unique look like oh yeah that's that's a that's a cool uh, cool idea like you know it's that's i think seeing stuff like that sometimes is kind of a fun little like oh that's that's clever like that's a very yeah. fun way to kind of engage um yeah because that's a that version of her i i'd played paradise mantle i used to play a deck in modern called cheerios it was not yeah. very good and it was <laughs> not very consistent but i really liked it yeah uh, and then Mox Opal got banned, and then that deck went in the garbage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, I played Paradise Mantle as one of the key parts in that uh, deck. Uh, so the version of Paradise Mantle I did at Vegas was um, the Secret Layer version. Yeah. And I was like, she, I was like, it's a character with pink hair, yeah. with like all these rainbow like pastel things. I was like, this is so like my department. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, I got really excited about it. I think I made that one really quickly too the only thing that took a long time was the coat mm. uh like the shirt was really easy i had that green tank top basically already and i just yeah. used bleach to bleach like the paradise mantle and zero into the front nice uh but the coat was um i had to i thrifted like a big poofy white uh jacket you know yeah. i was like cool that'll work but I couldn't figure out a good way to get, like, the color splotches on there the way they are on the card. Yeah. I was like, oh, if I use paint, it's going to make it all gross. It's going to yeah. be nasty. So what I ended up doing is I got a bunch of chalk, like a bunch oh. of different colored chalk. And yeah. I basically just, like, scrubbed the colors into the coat. And I took, like, one of those, like, wire, like, brushes yeah. and brushed it through the coat. Oh, that's clever. So that's how we ended up with, with that look. <laughs> yeah. No, that's smart. Yeah, because, like, yeah, like, painter, I think, would clump together. It wouldn't be yeah. Yeah, chalk. I would never. Yeah, see, there, there you go, cosplayers, chalk. There's a there's yeah. a secret insider tip right there. Exactly. Um, I, I can't say I recommend it because it did. It looks good, <laughs> but I, like, tore, like, my arms to shit doing that because it's. Oh, yeah just combing and combing this this giant coat on my floor um it worked but i was also very hot at vegas because you know it's a big winter coat and it was like yeah. 80 degrees at vegas yeah, it was it was a warm uh, time it's the middle of the desert you know <laughs> yeah it was nice to wear like regular clothing though like you yeah. know a shirt and shorts and a coat and shoes <laughs> and not have to have all kinds of crazy shit on me <laughs> yeah no i can imagine that's probably one of those cosplayers like I'm gonna make this work because it's gonna be the most comfortable, one of yes. the most comfortable costumes I ever do. You know, and it, like I mean, it looked good. Like it was very accurate. It looked very good. But like, plus it felt easy to wear. Like that's a nice double double bonus yeah. there, right? Um, exactly. Yeah. So and then also I wanted to touch on one other magic costume was you did an Elish Norn for oh, I did. <laughs> uh, was that I believe correct me if I'm wrong was it for a was it specifically for the professor in a video or was it you had it or how was that because. Help me out. Yeah, it was it was previous to the to the professor's video. Okay. I uh, I had it just uh, I think it was Halloween around Halloween time the previous year. Okay. Before we even knew we were going that like Phyrexia was happening and you know that that, that was the next step before that was even like announced. Yeah. I just <laughs> I really like Phyrexia and I had played Infect for so long. Yeah. And I was having like a I was like oh I really want to make like a big crazy magic cosplay I, I, you know. I kind of not been playing green so much, but I loved Infect and loved Phyrexia, and I was like, Elish Norn is just the obvious choice. Look at her. She's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I'd made it 
uh, and I, like, pretty unprompted. Like, there wasn't really anything going on that prompted me to do it. And then, like, a month after, or, like, pretty soon after that was when um, All Be One was, like, announced. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God, I couldn't have timed this better. This <laughs> is like, so cool. Because it was already done. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty serendipitous. That's that's pretty sweet, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Prof reached out to me and was like, hey, I saw your Elish Norn stuff. You should come hang out and be on the show. And it was really, really fun. Uh, he lives, uh, you know, not too far from me, so I just got to drive down there. Oh, yeah, It that's was nice. super great. Yeah. Uh, and in that video, though, I, c I can't see with the helmet on because it comes down to, like, about here. Yeah. And then I've got claws on my hands, and I've got, like, paint from, like, here down. So I'm just walking around blind. I can't use my <laughs> hands. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it's awful. Oh, it looks funny. so good, and I, I love that cosplay, but it's so, like, just not friendly to, like, walking around a con in. Yeah. It's, it's very difficult, but... I do still have the helmet, uh, like, displayed in my living room. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Fitting, right? Because yeah. I think that was before she was unmade. I think that's all that was left with her, right? That was the... Oh, yeah. Dead, so, uh, talk about and two actually, sides. When I, when I did the... One other quick thing about that, sorry. Yeah. The, when I did the Elish Norn cosplay, there was only one art for her out at the time. This is when oh. we only had, like, Elish Norn Grand Cenobite, the original one. That right. was the singular piece of art we had to go off of. So, and her, it cuts it like her legs, yeah. too, that art does. So I just had to, like, guess at what <laughs> what was going on from the waist down. Uh, and then, you know, we got, like, 18 other arts after I already made the dang thing. <laughs> more arts than you could have ever wished for. Uh, yeah. Gosh, yeah. How many? There's, like, yeah, there were literally 18 different treatments. There's so versions. many. Yeah, it's wild, wild how they kind of went. A little berserk on that, so but uh, yeah, yeah, I'll you know I'll um, I'll definitely link that video because it's a great video, a great cosplay. Uh, it's again, it's fun. It's funny, like you look at it and I like yeah, I can imagine you're just like, hello, like just <laughs> point me in the right direction and hopefully we're good to go, right? That's yeah, because like I can see like down in front of me, but I can't yeah. see like if somebody's like here talking to me, I can't see them. I can see from like you know straight down basically. Yeah. Uh, and for that video, they had me doing. Uh, they had Spice 8-Rack did, like, the voiceover for it. Yeah. And then they were going to have me, like, you know, mime that I was the one talking, basically. Uh, and for all of them, uh, they would basically just play Spice's clip, and then I'd have to memorize it. And then we would do, like, I would record that clip of me saying the thing and gesturing. Yeah. And then we just did every single phrase that way of me standing <laughs> blind no hands, just in this meat suit. <laughs> oh, it was exhausting, but it was super, super fun. Yeah, it sounds like it, but that's that's too funny. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna stay on cosplays a little bit. But we're gonna get, we're gonna pivot. Uh, so uh, we've hinted at it. We've kind of talked about. You're obviously a huge Fallout fan. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just, we're gonna pop up those cosplays right now. So you have again some of the craziest, like awesome-looking cosplays <laughs> I've seen. As someone who has never, don't get mad, but has never played Fallout, <laughs> like, has never, there's nothing. Now's the perfect time. <laughs> I, well, you know what? Fallout 3 was free on one of the things. but like then or something, yeah. Yeah, but then New Vegas was only, like, $5, and I yeah. think. Yeah, it was, like, most, a holiday sale recently. Yeah, like exactly. $5. And But I feel like, and correct, I think most people say, like, if you've never played one, New Vegas is a good one to kind of jump into or start with, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I think <laughs> and it makes some people mad. I know. <laughs> I don't think Fallout Three is as good as people remember. I think that Fallout. I think that people like Fallout Three because it was most most 
people's first Fallout. Okay, and yeah. Of course, it looks magical and great because it was your first one. You know, there's great parts about it. But I think New Vegas is objectively, like, the best one, the best representation of, of Fallout as a series. Uh, New Vegas is fantastic. It ages pretty well, too. Okay. Uh, I also, I, li- I like Fallout 4, which is not popular to say. Oh, really? <laughs> a lot of people okay. bag on that game, but I, I do like it. The, the main plot's a little weird, but, you know. Is it a, what, what don't people like about it? Is it a, like, a gameplay thing? Is it a plot thing? Is it a little from everything thing? I think thing? it's, it's a combination of things. They kind of made it a little more, like, the older Fallouts were a little goofier, a little sillier. They uh-huh. had a lot of more character. Yeah. Fallout 4 kind of plays a little bit more like just an RPG. Like, it's just a little bit more vanilla. Yeah. The story is kind of boring. Like, <clears throat> in New Vegas, there's, like, all these crazy groups. There's, like, the cons who are, like, crazy barbarians. Then there's, like, the NCR. They're, like, a corrupt government and, and all this stuff. And then you go to Fallout 4, and it's just everyone's kind of boring, and your motivation is, like, your kid gets stolen or something. Oh. And it's just kind of, like, eh, you know. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Okay, I guess. <laughs> I'm my kid. But, like, yeah, exactly. Whereas, like, <laughs> New Vegas is much more, like, you know, gunslinging and, and, and going through the, the desert and all. It's, it's much more exciting. The yeah. plot of Fallout 4 is a little bland, uh, and it loses a little bit of character. I still like that game. But I would say if you wanted to get started, New Vegas is... Uh, probably the best. If you're gonna play one, I would say play New Vegas. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yeah. Paul, that's is that Bethesda? Is that a Bethesda? Yes. Okay. Anyways, I've played. Sure is. Yeah. <laughs> probably with all that entails, I'm sure the the good and the bad <laughs> when it comes to Bethesda games. Uh, yeah. I was really into uh, Skyrim. Uh, Skyrim was kind of like my big. I played Morrowind back in the day. Oh yeah. A lot of Morrowind. Um, which was fine. Like the the I always enjoyed the exp- exploration aspect. The combat was always like, just like eh, yeah. Wah. But something um, you just kind of mash through so you can keep going. <laughs> yeah. Um. So fall. So what? Like, how long have you been into fall? I mean, have you played like all the games? Like when you like gush to me about your love of Fallout and I, and talk to me about your awesome cosplay. Like what? When did you decide to kind of build that? And what was that? Was that a like? It's, it's, it seems. Very screen accurate would be the first thing I would say. Would you, if, if you would agree with that? And like, was that just something you're like, okay, I'm I'm ready to do. This. I'm gonna make this sweet Fallout cosplay. How did that kind of come about? Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> now that we're talking about this, I'm realizing how many of my cosplays were just like, I don't know. I just felt like it one day. <laughs> I just randomly uh, a ghost inhabits me, and then I go, I need to make this. There you go. Uh, but I uh, so I played. I haven't played one or two. Mm. I've heard they're fantastic. I've watched many you know things about them the thing is they're very old you know they're yeah. very old pc games uh but they have a lot of the core dna of fallout yeah. in them and the people who uh worked on uh fallout 1 and 2 like the team that did fallout 1 and 2 is different from the team that worked on fallout 3 forward yeah um so they're kind of different but a lot of the the structural dna of fallout is in yeah. those first two games i have not played them i should I will get I will, I will get to it eventually. I, One day. It's on yeah. the list, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I played uh, Fallout Three, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout Four, Fallout Seventy Six. I even played Fallout Shelter, which was the app game oh, for a little I, while. You know, I had a friend who played that. He said it was okay. Like it was in. It's okay. Yeah. That's exactly what I would yeah. say. Yeah, for a phone app fine. game. Yeah, I heard actually Seventy Six is probably one of the more controversial games. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I pre-ordered that game and I bought it at launch. 
and I played it, and it was a disaster at launch. It was very glitchy. It was very buggy, like, unplayably. My friend and I were actually playing together, and it'd be like, we'd go into a building, and he'd, like, turn around, like, in-game to, t- to say something, or, like, to look at me, and he'd be like, your head's gone. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, wait, you got turned... You, your model got turned into a girl. My, all my clothes are gone. Where's my weapon? I'm in a different room. Oh my gosh, like, you know, a hundred thousand things are spawning. It was chaos. Like, oh, wow. everything was just randomized. Everything was, like, so broken. But it was very fun. They've since fixed the game a lot. Yeah. Uh, they kind of had the, the, the No Man's Sky Cyberpunk 2077 experience. Okay. Of, like, you know, a really rough launch that was full of bugs. Yeah. And then they fixed it over time. Uh, got it. I, I like 76. It's it's all right, you know. It's not like my most exciting Fallout, but I'll you know I'll play it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah. So we were kind of talking beforehand, but this Fallout shoot you've done, and it, it was in Vegas. It, it was in Nevada. Was it Vegas, Nevada? This I've already forgotten. Uh, let's see. I've done two. Uh, I did the one with like the broken down buildings, and yes. then I did one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the one with the broken down buildings, that one is, uh, there was a, uh, it was like a, an abandoned, uh, it was like a whole campus of like mental health facilities here in Washington. Uh, yeah. It's literally called like North, like Washington, like North State Hospital or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and basically the government funding for it dried up and then they just kind of abandoned the place. And so it's all full of, there's, you know, warnings everywhere. They're like, be careful, don't go in here. Yeah. And I, of course, go in there anyway. <laughs> Yes. Uh, but it's all like broken down buildings <clears throat> and very, very Fallout-esque. Uh, and I went up there with uh, my uh, my friend Cads, who is always willing to do crazy-ass shoots with me. <laughs> and That's I was good. like, hey, yeah. do you want to go to this place in the middle of nowhere in the mountains at like 5 in the morning to go do this shoot for Fallout? <laughs> and he was like, absolutely, let's do it. Um, so yeah, I, I did that, and it's like the best photos I have of, of my stuff. I could not have asked for a better location. Um, and then I actually carted my stuff all the way to Good Springs, Nevada uh, for a different right. thing, yeah. uh, which is where Fallout, 70, or Fallout New Vegas uh, starts. And uh, it starts in a town called Good Springs, which is based off of real-life Good Springs. And there's, the, like, there's two buildings in the game, and they're based off of the two buildings that are in Good Springs, like oh, wow. the okay. saloon, and, and it's like one-to-one. And they have like a little fallout shrine in the back. Wow. Uh, it's it's so cool. But uh, those are like the two most exciting shoots I've gotten to do with the with my fallout stuff. I I I love that game to pieces. <laughs> That's super cool. Yeah, I feel like when you can find a location that really fits like the cosplay you're doing, it's like oh, it, it's yeah. such a it's such a different experience. Like both as like a photographer and like I'm sure as like as as the cosplayer, like it just brings it to another level. You know, it really kind of brings home the whole aspect and like yeah I've, and like i said I've, i'm definitely going to pop up some of the photos but like it just like it's like perfect the the the, the settings and the, the the cosplay itself are just fantastic mm-hmm. um so yeah just wild stuff and then you know on top of all that we're getting a fallout magic set um, yes so oh, um i could i couldn't have dreamed for a more <laughs> a more exciting collaboration for for me specifically <laughs> and that's and you know it's funny because like you know, I think it's fair to say, like, the Universe Beyond stuff has been met with a little trepidation by certain people, um, some yeah. people. But you're getting a lot of things where, like, oh, 
we're getting a Fallout set, like, like you're thrilled. Like, uh, I know for me, the Doctor Who set was like, oh, it's like Doctor Who. Like, I love Doctor Who. Like, this is, you know. Yeah. So it's, you know, being able to, I think, bring the game to people who maybe had no interest in it, but like, oh, here's like an entire um, crossover that's like all the stuff you love. Like, it's a great way to bring, I think, encourage new players to come and kind of come into the game. Which is like what you want to do with a with 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 a gaming space. You want more people playing. Yeah. You don't want to, you know. It's there's a it's really easy to kind of gatekeep a lot of times in, in in gaming situations. But it's it's a little weird. But like it's just like anything else. Like there's games have to change and evolve. And this is kind of where the game's going. And it's just yeah, we're just getting more cards and more. And I will say that the universe beyond these kind of especially these um these when they do like the pre con. Well, and Lord of the Rings, I guess. They're yeah, Lord of the Rings was huge. Oh, it, was, <laughs> it was huge, and it was so flavorful, and just like the cards felt. Yeah, they per- everything. It was, like, it was perfect, and everything like makes sense. And you're getting like, like the designs. The design for these sets have been fantastic. I think that's been really what's I think making them do so well is like the card design. It, they're all on point. You know, it's it's been yeah, and that's really because you can do everything you want with like flavor and like pictures. Like here's. Uh, oh gosh, I was gonna say a Fallout person. Uh, what's the dog meat? Dog meat. Dog, oh, dog meat. meat. Doggy, yeah. right? You can make a dog meat card, but like if the card is is bland or uninteresting, like okay, well you've just you just use the name and the and the art and it's like whatever. Yeah, it's like you didn't really put a lot of thought into it, but yeah, from the stuff that we've seen for uh, for the Fallout uh, decks, I uh, you know we haven't seen much yet, yeah. but from the stuff that they have shown, it's like you know you can tell that it's all very carefully put together and like every every card that i've seen so far has been like oh my god that makes sense because that's like the thing that's in the game and it's like this because ah (laughs) yes yeah i uh i am very pleased to see how much like care and effort has gone into these because like you know i'm not a huge lord of the rings person myself you know it was it's a movie i've seen it but i wasn't like oh it's my thing yeah but i've really loved seeing how many people are like I've had, I've had people, like, approaching me and be like, I kind of want to get into magic. I love Lord of the Rings. How can I get into magic? How do I play this game that has Lord of the Rings in it now? Yeah. Uh, and there's a huge swath of people who are joining magic just from that set because it was just so cool and so popular and kind of gave a good segue into what is otherwise a very complicated and hard-to-approach game yep. where it's like, oh, cool, this is something familiar that I do know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's... Uh, how do I say? <laughs> Universe of Beyond is good if you like it, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. if it's a thing that you like, then you'll probably love it. Yeah. If it's a thing that you don't like, eh, another one will probably come out in a little while, and maybe that one will be for you. Like, yeah, exactly. I know a lot of people are going to go nuts when the Marvel one comes out. It's going to be... it's And it's crazy because if history is any indication, it's probably going to be really good. It's probably going to be really mm-hmm. flavorful. And it's going to be this weird thing because if it does sell really well... It's real, and you know, it probably opens the door for probably the biggest. The biggest thing they could do is probably going to be Star Wars, right? If you do oh, Marvel, gosh. you probably now. Obviously, it's that's weird tough, because that's Disney. That's Disney now. So, but Marvel's Disney. Like, oh, that's did, true. Did, did well, Dis- Marvel. What is it now? Is it like Marvel Studios, or one of them is Disney and one's not? I can't remember. It's, <laughs> I guess it, so. It really depends on how it all works out because, like, if it's. Um, it's probably going to be like the Marvel comic characters, right? Because the yeah. the movie stuff is 
I think probably, that's under Marvel Studios. There's yeah, there's weird licensing stuff, right? So you can't yeah. probably we're, we're probably not getting a you know a Chris Evans Captain America, but it'll probably be like a comic Captain America, and yeah. then like you know like Sony owns the Spider Man. Um, I don't even know what you would call it, but like rights to the movies, right? So you're probably not yeah. getting a uh, Tom Holland Spider Man, but they you know think the Marvel Comics they can do the the um, comic version of peter parker or, or what have you but it's that's like the, the disney side but i think star wars i, I don't know, i guess it depends how the place because they actually have there is a star wars a new star wars card game coming out like in the next month or so star wars unlimited so like it's also like well do they want to compete against their own sort of card game but i think if at the end of the day if, if the if the marvel set sells gangbusters like i i can't not see them doing star wars you know like i just can't oh, yeah like, you know just what I mean? the it's logical just, like next step <laughs> yeah because you know i that's probably the only other property I, I would think that could probably be like a lord of the rings sort of out. i'm trying to think what other properties yeah. that would be the you know the level would could draw as many yeah, i feel like marvel people. is already like that would be that would have been like my first answer is like marvel dc comics yeah and then Probably more like video games. I would like to see. Yeah. Uh, I'm holding out hope for like anime specific ones, but that's just for me. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of I see a lot of times there's a lot of uh, crossover between Magic players and a lot of people play the One Piece card game is kind of picking yeah. up a little steam. Um, we if are they, getting... if they ever do a Monster Hunter Universe Beyond, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's kind of one of those ones where I could see like that would make sense, like yeah, you know, and you know that was that was I think the other thing why Lord of the Rings was so well received, like it kind of the fantasy set it kind of made sense. Yeah, it's like it's already got elves, it's already got things that cast spells, you know. Yeah. It, it I mean everything, everything fantasy just is derived from Lord of the Rings, right? That's where it all right, started, yeah. anyways. Um, but. Uh, say something and i lost my train of thought but oh <laughs> the video game thing but like i know oh, i'm excited for the final they're having the whole final fantasy thing like mm -hmm. that's you know that's to me like oh that's actually i want i want a zelda one where's where's the zelda uh, secret see, i would love i i'm a little middling on final fantasy i've played a handful of them but yeah. zelda i would lose my mind about yeah. <laughs> i i oh yeah that's another <laughs> yeah <laughs> there oh, he is there you go it's yeah upside down. there it goes yeah, there we go yeah Oh, that was uh, was it the uh, lens of truth? Is that lens of truth? Yeah, it's the, uh, the Chica symbol. The Chica symbol. Yeah. So yeah. Zelda for me, as someone who's gotten older and like doesn't have as much time for like video game video games, I still mm -hmm. like I bought a Switch just for Breath of the Wild, and I yeah. like, mm -hmm. I beat that. I, I will beat I will buy and beat whatever system I need to play the new Zelda game. Like the Zelda is yeah. that's the one game that I will continue to follow, hopefully until I die. That's the plan. We'll see how that goes. Mm -hmm. But like that's. So, like, and again, I mean, to me, Zelda makes, they could slide that perfectly into magic, and that would make a ton of sense. Like, there's, yeah. you know, it's... Sorry, it's got, you know, weapons and spells and pointy-eared people, you know? Yeah, yeah. It'd be like, that. Yeah, it's an elf, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. I uh, actually just finished uh, Wind Waker. I oh, Wind Waker's so got good. The, uh, I got the HD remaster for Wii U. I, I love I love the Wii U as a console. Yeah. <laughs> so I was really happy to, to snag a, a copy of it, because the... The HD remaster has a lot of like quality of life improvements that make the game a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> makes boat faster. <laughs> yeah, as someone who beat the GameCube version, I'm a little jealous mm -hmm. because because they made the boat faster and didn't didn't they change it? Because I think so in the GameCube version, I'm pretty sure. Spoilers for Wind Waker for a however you're, you you find the Triforce 
right? You yeah. have to go get the Triforce. And I think in the GameCube version, you have to find maps to find pieces of the Triforce. Where I think in yes. the HD version, you just you're just you just get the Triforce. You don't have to find the map. I think you just go. No, get you the, do still have to do that. Oh, you do. You, so, okay. you just have to find the the chart the Triforce charts, okay. and then you have to go where the chart is and pick up the piece and do all that crap. Okay. Um, yeah, because I, I played the I played the GameCube one originally. Yeah. But I was like, I don't want to haul out the GameCube to yeah. play one game. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't think I finished it. I, I still own both versions. But yeah. I I was like, if I'm gonna play this game, I might as well play the the shiny new one. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, I was um, the only one I haven't beaten slash really I didn't play when it came out was Skyward Sword. I didn't have a Wii. Oh, yeah. So I have... Same, yeah. I didn't get a Wii until, like, way later. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I just couldn't, couldn't get... You couldn't get them. I worked... It's funny. I worked at Best Buy mm. when they launched. So, like, A, I couldn't... I was not allowed to buy them, like, as an employee. Yeah. Like, you, the, which was annoying. Um, and the Wii's launch was just crazy, too. Yeah. Well, no one... I don't think anyone, they, no one realized how popular it was going to be. I think because... Yeah. I mean, the, the price point was, like, I think it was, like, 200 bucks compared to, like... I think at the time, it was, like, the PS... I mean, PS3 is like 300 three something. Three or four, and the Xbox yeah. 360 was like three or four, depending, or whatever. So, like, 200 bucks, you're like, sure. And we sports. And got Mario on it? Yeah, <laughs> Mario, yeah. But um, I did get, they have a, they did a HD version of Skyward Sword on the Switch. So, it's like a non, yeah. non-motion controlled version that you can play. It's a little wonky. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, so, like, it's been a little hard to play. Um, but most people, a lot of people, like, say the story is phenomenal and it's been cool i just i need to go back and um i need to go back and finish that one i actually i got that and yeah. then i got the Link's awakening hd on the switch oh nice yeah which that surprised i was like i remember really liking the game boy version and i was like i don't know if this mm-hmm. art style i played play the game boy version too yeah <laughs> it's if you have a switch like the hd one it's it's worth playing it's just yeah it I've, looks, I've been considering it now that yeah. i finished wind waker i was literally thinking like well, what other Zelda games haven't I haven't <laughs> yeah. I either finished or gone through? And Skyward Sword is is one of them where like I played some of it. Yeah. When it came out, uh, you know, many years ago, like you know, a friend lent me <laughs> lent me it for for like a week. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't really get that far, and it just didn't really, uh, you know, it didn't hook me at the time. Yeah. Uh, but maybe if I gave it another chance, I might get more into it. Um, and then I played the original, uh, the Link's Awakening that was on the Game Boy. Yeah. Uh, and I've heard that the, uh, the you know, the cute, colorful new one is, like, still a pretty one-to-one to the original. Like, it's yeah. very, very true to form and all that. So, they, yeah. they w- One of them might be on the on the list soon. Yeah, Because yeah, I did uh, Breath of the Wild and then Tears of the Kingdom, kind of. I, I did Breath of the Wild. Originally, I played it on the Wii U. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm one of probably ten people yeah, that did wow. that. Yeah, wow. Okay, yeah. Uh, I played through the entirety of it on the Wii U. And then when I got a Switch, you know, years later, I played through all of it again. Yeah. And then uh, I played through Breath of the Wild. Or I played through Breath of the Wild the second time on the Switch right before Tears of the Kingdom came out because I was like, I want to just go straight through. Yeah. Uh, and then I played Tears of the Kingdom. I have this thing where, like, every time I, every time I get sick or hurt my back, there's always a new Zelda game out. <laughs> so every time, I, like, the first time I played uh, Breath of the Wild, I was just, like, it was before COVID, but I was just horrendously sick. I had, like, a terrible flu. Like, I thought I was Gosh. dying for, like, two weeks. Wow. And I played through all of the Breath of the Wild on the couch in those two weeks. And then same thing, like, I threw out my back when Breath of the Wild came out. Oh, and then when Tears of the Kingdom came out, I also... Uh, I think that's when I had COVID. <laughs> oh, God. So I've just been horrendously ill every time I played it. But uh, I I really really love all those games that I 
am kind of now revisiting them too. Yeah. Uh, I did a I did a cosplay of Pura from Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, I you did? Yeah, I yeah that's uh, like Pura. I love her. She's was, she's yeah. great. <laughs> Just the right amount of sass. Um, yes. Uh, I love I love Tears of the Kingdom. I was like I could not get over how they took. I I already loved Breath of the Wild. Mm. I just, I couldn't get over how much more I loved Tears of the Kingdom. Like I was like, oh, I don't, you know, I thought yeah. I thought it was going to be good, but like I feel like every little thing they did to update the playstyle and the story and everything, it was just like phenomenal. Like blew my mind how much I loved that yeah. game. Like it just incredible. Um, and like I'm still blown away by how much they accomplished. I'm like, how did they do this on the Switch? Yeah. With the physics and all this stuff, that's insane. Yeah, yeah it is. So much stuff in that game. I'm like, there's. I don't understand how this is possible on the Switch, but yeah. That's incredible, I mean, that's game. Nintendo. That's like the you know first party Nintendo games. They mm-hmm. they they know what they're doing. Like they they know yeah. how to push within the limits of those little kind of dinky <laughs> specs they have on the Switch <laughs> yeah. compared to some other stuff. But um, so okay, I want to pivot just a little bit, but I, I have to get into um, well, two kind of two things. First thing is. Uh, you're a Capcom creator, which yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Doesn't surprise <laughs> me because I feel like most things have creators and ambassadors, which we'll talk about being an ambassador too. Um, <laughs> but so, uh, uh, Capcom creator, obviously, you know, you love Monster Hunter, so I, I can, I can, I can see our, where you kind of get it. But what's like, what is, what is involved with being a Capcom creator? Like, how did you get into that? Like, what's that, what's that program like, or what, what, what is, what is that all about? Yeah, it's a it's a pretty low key program. Um, it's something that they do for uh, you know cosplayers, artists, YouTubers. If you make any kind of content for Capcom games, uh, they have a thing that you can literally just apply to be part of the Capcom Creator Program. And I have a friend who's a, I have a couple of friends who are all Monster Hunter cosplayers. Yeah. And they got into this and they're like, "You should apply. You do Monster Hunter cosplays." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, but." You're, you guys are so much better. They don't want me in there. And I applied, and they were like, welcome aboard. You're a Capcom creator. And then I was like, wow. <laughs> uh, so I mostly do Monster Hunter stuff um, as far as Capcom properties go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they sent me, when when I got accepted, they sent me, like, a cute little kit. And it's got a little light that says, like, Capcom creators. There's, like, a shirt and, like, a desk mat and all this cute stuff. Um, so that's been really cool. I've gotten to do some uh, beta testing of Monster Hunter stuff. Because uh, oh, wow. there's, like... Monster Hunter Now came out, and that's the... It's like the Monster Hunter Pokemon Go, basically. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Sweet. So, that sounds fun. Oh, it's so fun. Uh, and uh, Niantic basically worked with the Capcom Creators Group to be like, hey, do you want to have some of them just beta test this unreleased game? Yeah. So I got to do that, and it was super, super cool. Um, they, uh, they're not quite as, I guess... The Capcom Creators Group isn't as social media present as, like, Magic Ambassadors and stuff are. Yeah. It's more just, like, you know, a pretty chill group. Uh, there's, like, a Discord server for Capcom Creators where okay. we, yeah. you know, they're like, oh, we're going to these cons, we should cosplay together. Yeah. They have, like, they do tons of giveaways and contests and stuff in there, and it's it's all really cool. Um, but, yeah, I'd say Monster Hunter is pretty much the biggest thing and as far as Capcom stuff. Yeah. And pretty much everyone in there has, like, one Capcom game that's, like, their thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so there's, like, people who are really into, like, Exo Fighter or, like, Exo Prime or whatever it was and really into Resident Evil or really into Street Fighter and, and that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, Monster Hunter is my main thing. And then uh, 
the game Okami that was that oh. was on the PlayStation Two. Yeah, that's a Capcom game too, and I do yeah. like that game a lot. <laughs> very very Zelda esque, I think, in gameplay, like in the kind yes. of the vibe. Gorgeous like ink style graphics. I remember oh. being like, I love that game. I recently away. replayed it again. I've replayed that game like four times because uh, I played it on the PS Two, yeah. and then I bought it for Wii. And you would think that the motion controls would be like totally helpful for that game, but yeah. they're so it's, it's so much of a pain in the ass. <laughs> uh, but I, <laughs> it's a, I'm like I don't want to fight with the motion controls. Just do the attack. I don't yeah. want. I don't care. I don't want to swing all over. Um, but I got Okami HD on the Switch, and then I replayed it from beginning to end recently too. And that game is, I, I love that game very much. It, you can really tell how much like Zelda DNA is in it when you play it. You're like, this is this is a Zelda puzzle. Yeah. This is a Zelda dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> it's Zelda with dogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I think it's kind of one of those hidden gem kind of series. Like, mm -hmm. it's if you know it, you're like, oh yeah, this is phenomenal. But it's not. I don't think it's mm -hmm. as well known. Maybe. Um, yeah, because it's kind of a standalone. There was a yeah. spinoff called Okami Den that was like a handheld game, but yeah. you know, it's not like a big series or anything. But yeah. yeah. It's funny talking about Monster Hunter because, like, I'm pretty sure anytime there's a new Monster Hunter release, Japan has the most called out sick days. Like, it's like, mm -hmm. it's like everyone, it's just like a thing out there. Because, again, we're talking my friends. Oh, it's very popular in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> but let me tell you something about this Capcom Creator Program. How jealous I am about you being, about you being in it. Because when I was a wee lad, when the internet mm -hmm. was fresh and new. When you could go and start an Angel Fire website and they would give you unlimited storage and unlimited bandwidth, I had a Mega Man website. Oh my goodness. And <laughs> I was obsessed with Mega Man. Mega Man, Mega Man X, and Mega Man Legends existed. And uh -huh. I I always joke my claim to fame was I was fairly well known in the Mega Man community around that time. I think. I don't really know. But it wasn't like uh -huh. today. Like there wasn't like I don't even think twi Twitter didn't exist. Like it was oh, still yeah. when you had like website rings where like you, you join a ring and like you click a thing and it takes you to someone else and you had like affiliates and you go to, but like oh, yes. I spent back hours back like, of the internet. <laughs> yeah. And like I, um, I spent hours, like I would buy Mega Man, like Japanese models and like I would scan the box. I think that was probably the most unique thing I did was I would scan all the boxes so you could see all the different, like the front and the art and everything. And I did like game play guides just for like remembering playing. And I would do weird just write ups about like characters and character profiles. And I was really big on like fan submitted art. So I was like, hey, if you have any fan art, just send it to me and I'll put it up on my page, like fan yeah. music. So I remember, I remember specifically that I had like a count. Remember the counters, the bottom of pages, like to, to how many hits like people would visit. Oh, yes, hits. Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember I had at one point I had over a hundred thousand views of my page. I feel like this was like 1999, right? So I feel oh, like that was gosh, yes. pretty pretty impressive. And I That's remember, pretty big. yeah, and you know this is like I you know back at no one really knew what they were doing on the, on the internet really, but I remember. Gosh, right near the end, I got sub-hosted at Classic mm. Gaming, which was a subsidiary of IGN. So, like, oh yeah, and they basically Classic Gaming would do is they would have, they would take like games like um, like Mega Man or Street Fighter, and they would have one specific person like do a site. So, like, there was a Mega Man guy, and there, and then he got to he I knew him. Here's a real deep dive. So, <laughs> the Classic Gaming Mega Man X person 
was, his website was the ultimate Mega Man X and Zero webpage. That was his website. I was on uh-huh. his staff as his like copy <laughs> editor. I was nice. on this. He, uh, you know who else was on his staff with me? Do you know uh, uh-huh. Raptor? Like oh Aaron, my gosh, no! Yeah, yeah Raptor was his spider. Oh, Aaron Hansen. <laughs> yeah, I. It was like, and because it's funny, because you know he's huge now, right? Um, yeah, he's big into magic too. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. I actually not this past Vegas, but two Vegases ago, I ran into him, and I was like, "Hey, do you?" Because he actually designed. I don't know where a lot. It's like on. I don't know where that computer is, but he had like drew a picture of my so my character my Mega Man percent his name was Arrow A E R O he had a yeah. beam scythe like instead of like like a lightsaber but it's like um uh, the Gundam death scythe had a beam scythe that was his yeah. weapon uh, it was really odd. he was a green but he had like a gold and black helmet I don't know I was fourteen I had no oh, but yeah. like he drew like a custom like picture for me because that was kind of his job on the website and oh, it was yeah. like and I I don't know it was so cool. But mm. I ran into him in Vegas. Like, hey, hey, I was like, this is really weird. But do you remember this website? And mm-hmm. uh, we were kind of talking. He's like, yeah, I think I, I think so. And, we were, and I couldn't. <laughs> and like, I went home and I actually I spent some time on the Wayback Machine and I found the, um, the staff page with all of our sprites and like his sprite and my. So I have it. So I, you know, I was kind of bummed because I thought he, I was hoping he was going to be at this past Vegas thing, but I think he's actually. Yeah. He's, but I wanted to, next time I, if I ever get to see him again, I want to show him. Like, like they, at least I found the photo. This is, we were on this, it was like, talk about a weird, like, yeah, it That's was like crazy. So, so wild, but, um, but yeah, like, yeah, I, uh, I watched like, I watched Aaron's stuff for ever, like, yeah. back since he was just eager after, like, you know, since, you know, all the game rooms and all that stuff. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've seen them live a few times. And uh, then randomly out of nowhere, I post, I'd post. i posted some sort of thread. I don't remember what it was, but it got a bunch of retweets. And he followed me on Twitter. And I was like, yeah, I was like, you're, you're eager. How do you know who I am? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I've had that same feeling of like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, let me, uh, give me to, let me go grab something. Capcom yeah. sent me something and I want to show it to you because it's very relevant. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. <laughs> the real question is, will I just keep talking do you fill space or will I cut this and just do a cut to when she returns? Maybe I will see how far I can go talking to myself. Or maybe I won't. It's a pretty cool secret lab. Too. If you're just listening to this, she has a secret lab gaming chair with a red dragon. I don't recognize. It's probably it's probably for Monster Hunter, if I was to guess, because Peachy's very into very into Monster Hunter. Yeah, let me uh, see if I can fit it in here. Oh, this is something they sent me recently. Oh, I can see it. And I'm not a Mega Man fan, but Drew, I'm going to send this to you. Oh, <laughs> because my I God. Think it's a giant Mega oh Man X. It's a Mega Man X4 cover. I know exactly. Oh, my God. That's so freaking sweet. Right. It's all in front of my chair. It has a giant Mega Man X scroll. That is so Drew, I'm going to have to get your address because I'm going to send you this scroll. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. You don't know how <laughs> you don't know how much you've just awakened showing me that because, like, <laughs> there's, like, you know how many, like, so that was the first Mega Man game, or Mega Man X, but Mega Man on the PlayStation. So there were, like, anime cutscenes, yeah. And, like, like a lot of things, there's, like, do you know how many videos I saw that had Linkin Park put, like, on top of, like, the oh. cutscenes and and like there's I just a very, watched so many Naruto AMVs. With Naruto like, and like Dragon Ball Z was a big one too. But like, oh yes, 
But even just the cutscenes, because the voice acting was not very good. There's a very famous part where um, Iris, which is the female Reploid, um, mm. in that cover is like Zero's love interest. And yeah. uh, spoiler, she gets killed. She he has to fight her. She like turns into some giant thing. And there's do a they, big. Do they have a lot of AMVs with like every time we touch by Cascada? Can only imagine. But there's a very very close where like after you beat her as Zero, like he's holding her. He's like, "What are we fighting for?" And it's like this very <laughs> overly dramatic. I. I'm gonna cut. Well, I like it. I don't even know. No one watches, so I'm not worried about YouTube strikes. I'm gonna. It's gonna cut in right here. Okay. Hopefully that was it. Hopefully I find. It, otherwise it's gonna be really silly because it's just gonna be us going like this. But that's wild. <laughs> oh my god. That would. That's yeah, I, amazing. Yeah. They. Uh, they. They do lots of giveaways and stuff in the little Capcom creators thing. Yeah. And a lot of them are completely random products. And I'm only really into like, uh, Monster Hunter, Okami, somewhat Resident Evil. And they messaged me, and they're like, hey, you won the giveaway. We're going to send you this giant Mega Man X wall scroll. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> like, It's very cool, but I was like, I'm not really into Mega Man, but I think it would probably have a better home with you, so I'm going to get your address. Oh, my so God. I, I am so honored. It's also wild <laughs> that they sent you a, like a Mega Man X4 wall scroll, because there's definitely, yeah, like, that's like, like, that's a game's old, like, by... Yeah, like, this is what sitting in your guys' back room forever. Like, you can tell by, like, the art even on it. Yeah. And it's, like, like it doesn't... Because there's newer Mega Man stuff that's come out with, like, the newer art. But I was like, this is very solidly, like, early 2000s yep. to 90s era art. Yep. Yep. Yeah. My website had just yeah, I, all those, those pictures. Like, that was the other thing. You just had you had a picture section. It was just all that kind of, like, art that you could just download to have on your computer, you know? Yeah. Gosh. That's well. I mean, I gosh, I would love to have that. You, I would treasure oh, yes. that. God, that's Please. amazing. They they sent it to me, and I was like, "What am I gonna do with this now?" <laughs> like, it's so it's so big, and I was like, "I've got so much stuff on my walls already." Oh, that's um, super yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I would love to send this to you. Well, um, thank you. I, I will. It's it'll immediately go up in my it. office somewhere. I will find us. I will clear off so much space to make that thing go up. Uh, I, I literally kept the box from it because I was like, I gotta send this to someone who likes Mega Man. <laughs> And uh, lo and behold, you met Drew, the weird yes, old Mega Man guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, if anyone ever is listening and watches this, if you went to www.rockmanxcity.cjb.net, that was me. <laughs> that was my website. Um, it's angelfire.com slash me3 slash rockmanxcity. That was, oh, oh my man. goodness. Gosh, that was wild. Uh, I used to go on, uh, like, back when BB forums were a thing, oh, I used gosh. to go on, like, Lots of an- I think it was literally animeforum.com and like just anime like BB forum sites. That was my I would wake up every morning before school and get on the forums and talk about anime and stuff. So that was that was kind of the era of the internet that I was that I was in in, in my version of that. Yeah, I mean forums were kind of like the only thing we really had to like meet yeah. to, to kind of communicate, right? It was there was no other real hub like Twitter or even I guess Discord kind of is now out, but like yeah, you just had to. You had to find a forum. And you had to. It was funny yeah. too because like every website had its own forum, but like mm-hmm. it was you know you had to find the one that was active where everyone was hanging out at. That yeah. was that was always the trick. And there were so many forum yeah. sites for every type of thing. You know, there's a hundred anime ones, and there's probably a hundred for each individual show and all that yeah. stuff. So yeah. yeah, I was I was big in, into that era. I know my um, my partner also has kind of the same thing where he played. Uh, he used to do like Yu Gi Oh YouTube like okay. stuff and i don't really play Yu-Gi-Oh. I, I used to i used to dabble uh but he played Scares it a me. lot and he had kind of yeah. the same thing where like he had a somewhat uh his was it looked like even much smaller than uh than your website but he had like 
a somewhat of a following on Yu-Gi-Oh! YouTube. Yeah. And every so often, sometimes, somebody will come up to him and be like, did you, like, we'll be playing Magic, and they'll be like, did you used to make Yu-Gi-Oh! content? He's like, oh, I did! <laughs> that is, that is... It's, it's crazy how that stuff still, like, follows you and still comes up, you know? Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, I don't... YouTube didn't even exist. Like, there was no video... It's funny, because there was no video... I got, it, it's wild that what the internet has become, like, just oh, in, in a relatively... God. Yeah. <laughs> I say a short amount of time, but I guess it's... It was almost a quarter of a century, 24 years ago. Yeah. And I, uh, my, my background, you know, outside of cosplay and all that stuff is uh, computer science. Okay. So I had to, I got to do, you know, especially when I was in college, uh, a lot of my classes and stuff were like learning about the history of, of programming and computing and like basically the history of the internet. So yeah. I both experienced it from the inside and then also had to kind of re relive the whole history of it through, you know, college and all that stuff. And it does feel like it happened very suddenly where like, from the 90s to the 2000s, like, everything was, was so different. Yeah. And now things are kind of plateauing off, you know? But yes, it was yes. it was a wild time back then. <laughs> yeah, just the exponential growth and, like, just, like, memory, hard drives, like, internet speed. It's just, yeah, mm -hmm. it's – people – kids today, they don't they – don't, they don't, you know, they will yes, never experience the pioneers. pain. pioneers. <laughs> yes, pioneers, yes. It basically is – Oregon Trail, but on the internet. That's what that's who we were forging the yes, river. Yes, I have to chisel my forum posts into stone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um. So, Peachy, I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. There is one other thing I kind of wanted to, to touch on because, uh, obviously, in addition to being you know cosplayer, captain creator, you are a MTG ambassador, um, yes. which is a pretty impressive thing, um, I would say. Uh, I've actually had a few ambassadors on 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 my show in the past, and. Uh, you know, I, I think the ambassador program initially ha was met with some unfair aggression. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to kind of ask your opinion, just whatever you're as, as an ambassador, it's been, has it, gosh, it's almost been a year now. I feel like it's, we're kind of getting, yeah, okay. uh, we're, we're coming up on year two now. Okay. Just what's your thoughts on like, what's been like for you being an ambassador and like what you, what you like about the program and like what you're looking maybe to, hope to do with it kind of in the future if you know it's kind of a lot to throw on the spot but just you know just just kind of your thoughts on what it's been like being an ambassador yeah. and like how you you know inspected your your day-to-day -day, i guess yeah yeah uh when it started it definitely had a uh, kind of a rocky start both from the inside and from people who weren't in the program because you know uh, for those of us that were added to the program there were a lot of us of like what does this mean for us what what are we doing what yeah. what what's the plan here? And it was all, you know, kind of a, it was a brand new program. So we were kind of, you know, uh, the pioneers of, of this group of figuring out what this group will mean in the future. Yeah. Um, and also from the outside, from people who were not in the, in the ambassador group, there was a lot of like, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, my favorite creators just said, I'm an ambassador. Do you work for wizards now? What does that mean? Is your content going to change? Do they control your posts and all this stuff? And it's, you know, it's much more hands-off than, than all of that. It's very, like, you know, here's a box of cards. Make a post. Cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very, it's very low-key. Yeah. I promise we're, we're not a shadowy cabal of, of rule makers or anything. Um, but it's been a really, really fun opportunity to uh, be able to connect with, like, other magic creators in the space. Uh, I've got to meet, like, lots and lots of other really cool people. You know, other cosplayers, other people who do... Uh, like deck techs and videos. I've got to collab with other people in the program. I've yeah. done like, uh, I was on MTG Nerd Girls uh, thing for a couple of her episodes too. Uh, and, you know, Veggie Wagon is in there too. 
So it's been really fun. Um, it has had some some growing pains along the way because uh, for for a lot of us in the program, it was difficult for us to really understand like what are the expectations for this program, and it was you know kind of unclear, and things changed a lot because you know it was the first year. Yeah. Um, but overall, it's been really really fun. Uh, I've gotten a lot more magic product than I ever would have been able to buy <laughs> by yeah. being in the program. And it's great. And that enables me to give a bunch of stuff away and like, you know, do, do giveaways on Twitter and like, you know, help people out who are building decks that I know and be like, here, here's some stuff. I got, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like actually I had a, uh, I met a, a girl here uh, locally who was like, Hey, I'm kind of interested in playing magic. And we started like meeting up and like, I was teaching her magic. We have like a whole little group going. And I was like, oh, you're, you know, you're liking Magic, you're liking Commander. And I gave her one of, like, the Commander Masters pre-cons. <laughs> oh, wow, like, here's yeah. a Commander Masters pre-con, here's a playmat, some other stuff that they had sent me. And I was like, there you go. You have a, a you have a starting, you know, you have a deck, you have a, you're, you're way into Magic now. And she was super happy, and, like, she's going to Magic, like, three days a week now. Like, <laughs> she's a monster. A monster. Uh, yeah, but, you know, the, the program has definitely, you know, had a bit of a, a couple of bumps here and there, but I think that going forward, it's smoothing out a lot. We've kind of all aligned on like, you know, here's what we're doing. Here's what's expected of us, you know, and, and all that. So um, it's been really cool also to have like, it's a little bit surreal to be like, to go from being like some nerd who plays magic at the local LGS yeah. to being in direct contact with people at Wizards of the Coast who are like, hey, we want to know how you guys feel about thing you know yeah, <laughs> give us yeah. feedback on this set and i'm like who the hell am i <laughs> sorry telling you guys this um but it's really really cool it's uh it's very wild to be in a position where like you know sorry my cats are fighting oh it's okay <laughs> i get i can hear them and then the <laughs> other room they're 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 sweet boys but they every so often they get a little little tiff makes um, sense cats. yeah the, the ambassador program's been super fun um it's been it's been a, a good learning and growing experience, and I'm, I'm very thankful for being able to, like, have this close connection with other magic creators and, and all that. And so I'm hoping that when they move to expanding the program, you know, we'll get to have even more people in it. Um, yeah, it's, it's been pretty fun. That's good. And, you know, I, I think as, as a kind of like an outsider, you know, I think they chose a lot of people who are very good representatives of the game. Right. Mm. And honestly, just listening to you right now, the fact that you just you just gave a Commander Masters precon to this new player. Yeah. I mean, to <laughs> me, for me, I'm like, oh, well, that's why you, that's why they chose you, because you just yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, you'd be not like that. Just not even. Like, yeah, here's here's a precon. Like I have all these extra precons yeah. like I'm not going to, you know, you know, because. Especially yeah, I'm not gonna go play twelve like different yeah, precons. But even like because you know. like the, the commander master precons are like they're not inexpensive, right? They're they're yeah. they're, they're a little pricey. And the for you just to be like, oh, here's a here's a here's a strong, powerful. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like you have a it. kit now where you can go to commander night and like learn more about the game and all that stuff. Uh, that's kind of the thought that I had too when I did it. So I was like, this is like the exact scenario of being an ambassador to a game. Yes. They're like you know my involvement with Magic and having. Magic has something to do, and the community around it has, like, meant a lot to me. And I'm like, that's really cool that I am now in a place where I can give that to someone else. Because uh, the the girl who I'd met, she, uh, here here in Seattle, everybody's laid off from tech jobs, basically. Yeah. And she'd been laid off for, like, a year. Oh, wow. She was like, oh, I'm kind of broke. Like, I can't really, 
you know, afford to get into magic. She's like, if you have a loner deck, though, you know, I'd love to borrow one so I can play with you guys. So, like, her birthday was recently, and yeah, I was like, here's a, I gave her my, uh, they gave us these little drawstring uh, bags at Vegas for yeah. creators. I gave her that, and like the, it was the fairies precon, and like a mat that I got at some event um, that I had like two of. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, gave her a little kit, and like now we get to play all the time. And it's, it's super cool to be in this position where like, you know, I definitely am not in a position where I can go buy a hundred pre-cons and give them out to people, yeah, but no. it's cool to just be like, I just have this in my house. I can just give it to somebody, you know? Exactly. That's, you know, I think um, just that I, I like to talk about community a lot on like this show. Like for me, like mm -hmm. I, I, this is for me an exercise in highlighting positive community members. And, you know, I, I think um, that's the sort of thing like the game needs to, to continue to be successful is people who can yeah. go out and are in positions to be like, well, here, yeah, here's, here's a, here's a deck. Like that's, that's, I think what being an ambassador is about. And I, you know, I, yeah. you know, I think you are a upstanding, uh, s magic, uh, community members <laughs> and I'm, and I'm glad you're an ambassador and I think you represent the game very well. So that's very nice oh, to hear. And I'm, I'm glad <laughs> I, I try my best. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, and that's all, that's all, that's all we can ask for. Like, you know, it's, it's not, yeah. um, it's 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 a card game, right? Like that. The, yeah. The, the, you know what I mean? Like what? What? Out of the day. <laughs> so um, I, I am also glad to see that uh, as far as the ambassador program, something that I did like they did also is uh, I would have been a little bit I would have felt a little bit slighted if it was like here's our ambassadors. It's like the ten people with a million followers. There you yeah. go. Yeah. I would have felt a little bit bad about that. So I'm very very thankful that like you know special attention was paid to get creators of all sizes who do like all different, you know, have different sizes of followings who do different things. There's like a few cosplayers. There's a few people who do YouTube deck techs and yep. people who do, you know, uh, there were some, there's some people in there who do like custom music for magic and, yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so it's really cool to see like that kind of attention being given to the selection. Uh, yeah people in there because oftentimes it usually just turns into like who are the biggest people here you go here's a yeah. prize and that sucks <laughs> yeah i mean i consider myself pretty plugged into the community in terms of like who's who's in it and whatever and there are ambassadors who i had never heard of before and not as yeah. a slight but like there's just sometimes different mediums that i don't pursue as much like yeah and like oh like and, and i think you know highlighting some of those those uh creators again that weren't just like the top 10 you know most mm. people whatever i think that was very smart. I think it was a very good way to approach the program because, yeah. you know, it's just, it's a, it's a magic is a very broad game. So you want to really yeah. reach out to a broad audience. So, um, yeah, well, absolutely. yeah. So, uh, again, like I'm, you know, I'm glad things have kind of settled down. It seems like there's been a groove that's been found with anything. And, um, I'm glad you are doing well. And, uh, again, I do think you are very, uh, well positioned, uh, representative of the game. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see you, uh, continue to succeed in, in, in those aspects. So, yeah, thank you. Um, so uh, Peachy again, thank you so much. I, we've been, I can't believe how long we've been talking. It's, it's been <laughs> flying by. So I, you know, I don't, I don't take up too much time. So, uh, kind of want to wrap things up a little bit. Um, so, uh, what I do with all my guests, uh, you know, when I have them come on, I get them, have them pick a charity, uh, that we do a small donation to, um, just, I think it's a nice thing to do. Uh, so I like to do it. Uh, and, uh, you've chosen uh, doctors without borders, uh, so I will be going ahead and make a small donation to them um, as a contribution just for having you on. Um, additionally, awesome. uh, what I like to do is I'm just going to I'm going to pop up a community board here. So I'm going to do. 
peachy pop. Yeah, pop. Uh, <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I like to talk about community a lot. So, um, what I like to do with everyone I have on my show is, um, to be able to kind of support you even after the show's over, I'm actually going to sign up to your coffee. Um, uh, so that way, uh, even after we're kind of done here, I can kind of, you know, it's not a huge sort of thing, but I can kind of keep supporting you in your endeavors, um, in a small way, you know, as long as I can. Uh, yeah, awesome. but just I, as like, I do appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as someone who's addicted to coffee, I, I, I mean, obviously oh. you can you can do whatever you know with the whatever. But like, uh, I, I, I live in Seattle. I I'm oh, yeah. never more than ten feet away <laughs> from coffee here. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, I just like to, you know, I, I I believe in community. I believe in everyone I have on. I I do think are are very good representatives of the community. So it's just a small way I can kind of continue to support you, um, as you, yeah, you build giant monster hunter armor mechs and yes. suits and this and that. So. I will either turn it into coffee or armor, and either way, fantastic. There we go. Yeah, that's all. That's all. I, that's, I just want to see more armors. Let's just see those armors. Oh, more, more armors, absolutely. So. Yeah, I will. Uh, a, a bit of a, not a teaser, but I've been posting about it. But uh, I am working on new Fallout stuff for MagicCon Chicago, so I'm I'm in the armor mines once again. <laughs> the show is still like a month and a half away. I already have FOMO because I'm not I'm not gonna be able to go. So I'm just like, oh, yeah. So much fun. Though it sounds like it's there gonna be. There will be more. There will be. I mean, there's always there's always another con, and it's gonna be freezing ass cold. So I'm not gonna I'm gonna be. It is. <laughs> that's the one thing you know. I'm down. You know what? I'm out here in Southern California in my civ, uh, 68 degree. I had to wear a sweater today. Today I was like. So, um, I'm from Michigan, so I'm like, I feel like I'm a wimp when I'm outside here and it's like 50. I'm like, it's a little breeze. Or it's, it's like, it's like 37 outside. I'm like, it's pretty warm today, actually. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so again, Peachy, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I will link all of your socials uh, down below so uh, you can find uh, Peachy on. I think I got you on Twitter, uh, Instagram. Um, I do believe you have a tw- I have it. I have it written down somewhere. We'll get all those. Um, oh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, find Peachy, check out her stuff. Um, if you liked this show, uh, feel free to subscribe. I'm trying to take a more proactive and less awkward approach. <laughs> uh, you know, I enjoy doing this. I like people who like seeing me do this, maybe. So, like, subscribe, <laughs> you know. I don't care about the bell thing. I don't know what that. I don't know how that. I don't even know how that works. You can uh, whatever. If you're interested, you like what you see here. Feel free to subscribe. I'll keep doing episodes, having people on, and talking, talking magic and cosplay and Mega Man. I need to find a Mega Man. Yeah. Let <laughs> me do a Mega Man podcast. I'm ready for that. Um, but uh, so you, you would be a subject matter expert. <laughs> I you know I'm a little I'm you know I can go probably I can talk shop up and through you know Mega Man through Mega Man well. Rockman and Bat or Mega Man and Bass, which is like kind of like Mega Man Nine, but not really. And then Mega Man X, I can go probably up until Mega Man X Six. I didn't play the transition to the 3D games. Um, I have I, a question for you on that, really quick. Okay, let's, on, let's on see. On Mega it. Man. Okay. I have never played a single Mega Man game. I know. Oh my gosh. If there is, if I if I could only play one Mega Man game, like what is the one you would recommend to me personally to play? Okay. I know it's a big question for a series that you're very. It, it's hard for me to. We got so. Are we talking Mega Man or Mega Man X? There, because there's a little bit of a distinction. Anything in the Mega Man series of, anything in Mega Man that you think it would be like the one game. Like if I only ever can play one Mega Man game, of Mega Man of anything, anything of the sort. Probably, 
there's only one I'd probably say Mega Man X. I think okay. the, the first Mega Man X game for a lot of people is like all the elements are there for like tight mm. gameplay. The story's really good. Um, X2 is my favorite, but I think X is like there's a lot of cool stuff and it's really good. If you want to do, if you want to split it between Mega Man X and Mega Man, mm. I actually love Mega Man 7. That's probably okay. my. I feel second. like I've heard good things about that one. Yes, Mega Man Seven. Yeah, Mega Man Seven was the Super Nintendo one. Uh, that one's really cool because the story's pretty fun. Um, <laughs> it, that's the introduction of Bass, which is a pretty cool character. There's a lot of cool secrets in that game, like in terms of power-ups and weapons and items. Um, mm-hmm. So, like that, I think is really fun. Like finding all this little like, extra like bonus upgrades and stuff you can get. So. Um, yeah. If there's just one Mega Man X, but if you do Mega Man and Mega Man X separately, I would also say Mega Man Seven as a as a mainline Mega Man game. Great, yeah. So maybe I'll check out Mega Man, and you can check out Fallout. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. There's we'll our homework. Compare notes. <laughs> compare notes. Perfect. Awesome. All right. Uh, again, so PG, thank you so much again, uh, everyone. If you're listening still to this point, uh, thanks. Uh, maybe you know I'm impressed, really. But uh, yeah, find PG everywhere. Uh, feel free to find me on Twitter. I'll have all my socials look link below show and tell the number to you everywhere you know it's pretty straightforward and uh uh peachy so much uh for coming on and uh we'll catch you next time yeah thanks so much for having me